Ashish Kutikul welcoming you to a new episode of EY Tech Trends podcast series where we look at the most important issues that India Inc needs to know in its digitization journey. Today we are discussing cybersecurity more specifically zero trust architecture or also known as ZTA a new approach in cybersecurity that is gaining favor with more and more enterprises adopting an always online mode and cloud technologies cybersecurity is now one of the biggest business risks globally in india alone the number of cybersecurity incidents have grown exponentially post the pandemic with the increased adoption of cloud work from anywhere and the digital transformation journeys of clients zta is one of the newest approaches to ensuring security and to explain how zero trust architecture works we have shivaprakash s aburu eva india's cybersecurity consulting partner joining me shivaprakash aburu comes with over 26 years of experience in cybersecurity cutting across sectors domains and roles encompassing technology consulting architecture consulting system engineering sales pre sales global technology ecosystems and business unit management he has led several large scale national and global cybersecurity transformation programs across all domains in cybersecurity including multiple engagements in mina nordics and americas welcome to the podcast shiv and thanks so much for taking the time to join us Good morning Ashish uh, great to be here Siv my first question is why the need for ZTA when there are many other cyber security measures already in place So Ashish uh, first of all ZTA as an architecture principle has been invoked for almost 4 decades now right uh, it is only now that the push is coming to adopt ZTA primarily because of uh, three aspects the first aspect is the adoption of cloud in most organizations to improve and pass in their adoption of digital transformation and as soon as customers are starting to move to the cloud uh, be it for workloads or any other services what is also happening is the traditional notion of network being the perimeter of an organization is diminishing and the new perimeter of the enterprise it landscape has become the identity identity when i talk about identity it would be the identity of the person entities involved which would be the human users and the identities of the non person entities involved now as soon as the network ceases to be the perimeter of an enterprise it landscape the dimension of the threat vectors to which an organization has to deal with or is exposed to changes completely in terms of the paradigm it is presenting to the organization so the earlier architecture principles or the current security measures that are in place in most organizations have been built and deployed keeping in mind a threat vector which is outside in in nature right which means the threat is emanating from outside the organization and compromising an asset which is inside the organization right that approach assumes the network to be the perimeter 
Now, as soon as network ceases to be the perimeter, the dimensions of threat vectors to which organizations are exposed increases by two more domains, prima facie. The second domain, apart from the outside in domain, would be the inside in domain, which uh, we would call as lateral uh, movement, right? Which is attacks moving inside the organization or emanating inside the organization and compromising an asset inside the organization. The third dimension is the inside out, originating inside the organization and compromising an asset outside the organization's IT landscape. Now, the third dimension is where the cloud adoption is leading to increased exposure because as soon as I move to the cloud as an organization, my workloads, compute and services are sitting outside the perimeter of my organization. They are sitting in a public cloud or a private cloud, which is where the inside inside and the inside outside threat vectors have started evolving dramatically. So that is the inflection point at which we are right now, which is why the entire zero trust architecture principle is getting a lot of attention because the traditional measures cater only to the first threat vector or the first type of threat manifestation. And the zero trust architecture principle helps organizations to improve their defenses by bringing in the perspective of the other two threat vectors. So then how then can you tell us how ZTA works? So Ashish, the core principle of ZTA is don't trust, always verify. And again, I will reference back to the earlier uh, discussion, right? As soon as the perimeter ceases to be the network and perimeter is the identity, every access that any person entity or non-person entity has to an enterprise resource, whether the resource is within my organization or whether that resource is on cloud, or whether that resource is with a third party vendor which works for me. The implicit trust that we have today, or we used to have before the zero trust architecture principle started getting adopted for our own employees in terms of granting them access to a particular enterprise resource, or for vendors with whom we work in terms of granting access to a particular resource without the necessary level of verification has to change so that every access request and every access to an enterprise resource cannot be implicitly trusted and has to be verified before that access request is either approved or denied or the third option could be the access is granted but at a lower level of privilege right just to give you an example for example if i am an employee of an organization who has access to say the crm system now, when I am sitting inside my organization in my office, I might be needed to verify my access request based on a certain level of authentication, which could be multi-factor authentication or maybe some other form of authentication. And there is a particular behavior that I as an employee have. right? So, for example, I travel, uh, say, four days in a week and the systems inside my organization would know a pattern where every Friday I am back in my office, but Monday to Thursday I am traveling, right? right? So suddenly if there is an access request that a particular system sees, CRM system sees, which starts from a particular airport 
to which I don't travel often, to a very critical resource of the organization. That is when a differential level of authorization and authentication starts getting applied. So you would observe two principles here. One is continuous verification of an access and an access request, irrespective of the type of user and the type of entity requesting the access. The second is being able to apply a contextual and a dynamic security policy to every access request based on other parameters which define the criticality and the risk associated with a particular access. That's very interesting. So wh why are enterprises moving to ZTA? Like I said before, because uh, the traditional methods of securing enterprise assets would no longer suffice because they have been built on the premise of a outside in threat manifestation. Right. So the malicious actor is sitting outside the organization and not inside the organization. But as soon as the networks ceases to be the perimeter, anybody and every request that is made to an enterprise resource, which could be a, a server, a compute, a workload, or a code, or even physical facilities, everything needs to be verified before that particular access is granted or denied. Now, in that is the context in which enterprise IT systems are starting to move towards ZTA. And all of this is obviously colored uh, by the digital transformation journeys, by the movement to the cloud. And when I say cloud, obviously public, private and hybrid clouds, all three forms. So what does an enterprise need to do and know to implement ZTA, Chef? This is the most interesting part of the conversation, Nashish. So if you take a step back, uh, we, when we start defining what trust should be and what the zero of the trust should be, so if you look at the definition of trust, irrespective of which domain we are operating in, trust has a direct line to visibility and visibility is built based on transparency. Okay. Hmm. So the more visibility I have in terms of what is happening in my IT environment and what I mean by what is happening is what are the assets that I have? How are the assets communicating with each other? What is the level of exposure each of those assets has? What are the controls that I am putting in place to mitigate their exposure? And finally, what is the posture of those controls vis-a-vis -vis the assets, their exposure, and the efficacy and the sufficiency of those controls? So that is the core piece or the starting place where enterprises would need to focus on as they are getting onto a zero trust journey. Once the visibility part of the security framework is in place, then an enterprise needs to look at what are the areas of their IT estate, which are greenfield or brownfield, right? So greenfield estate, it's a very uh, easy game to be able to implement ZTA because you are starting afresh. You can choose the type of controls you need. You can choose the type of policies and the governance you need. If it's a brownfield estate, then an enterprise would need to look at what are the opportunities they have to improve the level of verification that particular control is putting for every access request. So I think the starting point of a zero trust journey for any enterprise has to be 
to be able to build a cyber visibility framework so that brings me to my last question of this episode what factors should companies think about before they decide to adopt zta the first and the foremost piece is uh, their exposure to environments which are not completely under their control right so what part of their estate and what part of their services it services are running in the data center vis-a-vis what part of their services are running on cloud because depending on that factor the way they would go about building the cyber visibility framework would change in the cloud environment building a cyber visibility framework would take a different level of uh, control implementation than possibly it would take in a completely on prem data center kind of environment the second aspect that they have to look out for is what is the percentage of non person entities that they have as part of their identity ecosystem so non person entities could be bots could be apis for example in a fintech kind of an environment there would be lot of apis uh, and there will be a huge api economy that the organization would have and the third and the most important piece that the organization should look for is do they have a consolidated data fabric and an identity fabric if they don't have possibly the first starting point apart from building the cyber visibility framework would have to have a uniform data fabric and a uniform identity fabric across the organization so that once they start implementing zta it is on top of a common identity platform thanks a lot for sparing the time shiv i really enjoyed this conversation it has been very informative and insightful thank you ashish thanks a lot with this we come to the end of this episode visit our website www.ey.com/in to know more about zta or zero trust architecture and leave us comments on other such topics on technology that you would like us to deep dive into your host ashish signing off now thank you very much for listening in